Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Please help me and join me in welcoming the two-time National Coach of the Year, three-time Conference Coach of the Year, and the 10th coach in FSU history, and new Florida State baseball coach, Link Jarrett. Welcome back. Well, this is about you guys, and, and I will meet with you later this afternoon, and, and I want to have a private meeting with you because ultimately I, I'm here for you, and, and we'll break down my expectations later. Um, I want to thank Dr. McCullough, uh, Michael, his wife Laura, the insightful discussions we had um, when our last out was made in Omaha led me to a very easy decision. Leaving Notre Dame was difficult. Um, I would like to acknowledge Father John Jenkins, our, our president, um, Jack Swarbrick, our athletic director, Jody Sadler, my sport oversight for the opportunity there. Um, our players laid it on the line for three years. Our assistant coaches, they gave it everything they had and that was four championships in two years um, to show for their efforts. I'm honored to embrace the significant historical parts of this program. Many, many historical things that stand out. Um, before I ever stepped foot on this campus and put the uniform on, after I left, I do recognize what has gone on here for decades 
I have to create a trajectory with the program to modernize what we're doing. We have to improve the organization. We have to become complete in all phases of what we're trying to do with the program. There's one thing I haven't done, and that's win a national championship, and that's why I'm here. It's not easy. I, I know this is difficult. Um, walking off that field a week ago was challenging, emotional, um, and, I, and I actually walked off that field three times as a player, and I'm going to walk off that field at some point with the trophy. And, and A lot of people say that. I would think every coach probably stands at the podium and, and says the same thing, but I've been very close, and, and my years of experience in the game, playing and now coaching, have positioned me to be in a program where I feel like we have that opportunity annually to position ourselves to host a regional, host a super regional, find ourselves in Omaha, and cultivate a team that has a chance to go out there and win it. My rock stars right here, Jen, JT Dawson. JT just graduated from NC State. Dawson, junior, roll tide at Alabama, I'll just say it. She's a junior, apparel design. Um, would never be standing here without them and their support. This is our eighth move. Some of you may have never moved. Some of you have moved a couple times. Three of the eight, Jen never saw where we were actually moving to. Um, this one she was very familiar with. But there were three times she just said, if you think that's the right thing to do for your career and the family, then you do it. I don't need to go see these places. If you think it's right, then let's do it. That takes a special person to uh, have that kind of commitment to my career and then ultimately to raise these, these two kids in some respects, without me day in and day out involved, she did it. And they're great, all three of them. Thank you, guys. The Martin family has been close to me for 30 years. All of them. Um, meat is a former teammate of mine, a former roommate of mine, um, an outstanding baseball mind. We had some of the deepest baseball discussions I can ever recall in our little house right up the road. He's a close friend of mine and will remain a very close friend um, as I embark on my challenge here. Eleven is a phenomenal leader. I won the, the National Coach of the Year this year was the Mike Martin Coach of the Year Award. So, yeah. His competitiveness, day in, day out, some of that you don't see in the stadium. You see it in the coach's locker room. The players see it in the locker room. But there was a competitive side to 11 that was 
as elite as I've ever seen. Um, he put us in a position to win. I think that's ultimately the coach's responsibility is you have to put the players in position to win and ultimately the execution in some form or fashion relies on the, the players on the field. But I felt like he always positioned his teams to be in a spot to execute and win. And clearly he won more than anybody. Um, and his treatment of the people around the program always stood out to me. And uh, I said that in Omaha when I had a, a similar setting for that award. And those three things rubbed off on me. And I would like to think that I have some of those traits. I'll never be what he was, but I appreciate the moments and the games and the hours and the questions he answered in my time here. There's five distinct areas of a program that have to be run at an elite level, probably in any sport, at the college level. They're very distinct to me. Um, the evaluation of what you're looking for in players is very important. It has to line up with what you think walks onto that field and helps you win games. Skills in how pitchers handle certain things, their mechanics, arm action. You could just go around the horn, things you look for behind the plate in center field, in the corners, in the middle infield, um, et cetera. So how you evaluate, where you evaluate, who you evaluate, that's a big part of it. The recruitment of these people you evaluate also has to be done at a high level because you have to convince these type of athletes to come to Florida State. We're not going to be the only ones evaluating and recruiting those caliber of players. You can be good at one and poor at the other and, and not produce the type of athlete on your campus that you need. You need to be good at both. The player development, those athletes that are in, they have to be developed, and it's individualized development on their specific skills at their specific positions, and every one of these guys is a little bit different. As you develop the individual, I think when you put that product on the field, you, you ultimately see a better team that's comprised of individuals that have been developed. That is strength and conditioning, athletic training, coaching, the motivation piece, and, and some of it is what they choose to do on their own. Program development is, in some respects, what we're doing standing here right now. I'm explaining to you my thoughts and vision for this. Um, it's the upkeep of the facility. It's vision for what needs to be done at that facility to keep up with some of the other teams in the southeast that have taken baseball and escalated what they're doing within the confines of that campus. We have to be conscious of that. How we schedule, where we schedule, the calendar we produce for them to train as coaches, that is programmatic development. And then game management. When we line up, there are certain things that have to happen within the games 
for these individuals to have the right buttons pushed and be in the right roles on the pitching staff and in the right spots on the field in the lineup? Do we have an offensive package that's complete enough to find ways to win? Do we have pitching depth and variety in the bullpen? Do our starting pitchers understand what they're trying to accomplish? Do we have enough bunt game, short game, situational hitting available when we need it? Those are the five. And to be honest with you, I don't really know where we are with those five right now. It's hard for me. I played three games here and in the ACC tournament. To think I know these guys inside and out is absolutely crazy. We played our last game a week ago, and I was in Omaha Wednesday. So I will get, I will get to some of the things I'm responsible for. Um, but when those five work right, you have a chance to be an elite team every year. Former players, this is, this is you guys. Your families and kids. I, we finished our series here, and some of my friends that have kids that were out on the field, I think the kids had a chance to run the bases. But I want you guys to feel like this is home for you and your kids. The memories you have with your teammates at this level are probably equal to some of the things that you'll remember on the big double play you turn or the home run or the strikeout. I want you guys to be around and I want your families to feel like this is a place they can call home. The committed players that are out there in the future classes I ask that you trust where we're going with this. Coaching staff will be different. The vision of what we're doing with the program will not be different. The goals will not be different. How we get to that probably will be different. But I know how the recruiting world works and I ask those guys that made a decision to commit to Florida State to play baseball, honor that commitment. I'm honoring and I respect the work that Meet, Mike Metcalf and Jimmy Ballinger did to recruit the 2023s, the 2024s, the 2025s. Now you're into the transfers. Guys can now transfer and you're talking about grads. So in this day and age in college athletics, you're probably recruiting seven different classification age-wise of athletes. And those that committed here, I'm honoring that, and I need you to trust that we're going to put the program in the position that you signed up for when you committed. Not commenting on our staff right now. I met with my Notre Dame team Friday at 9 a.m., and I was on a plane here Friday at 10.30. I don't have answers on staff. I know the guys here work very, very hard. And these recruiting classes are the fruits of their labor. And there are some very good athletes coming on this campus. That some of them are sitting here right now. I'm blessed to be here. I'm honored to be here. Flattered to be here for the people that, that came out, 
to welcome us. And I have one goal, and everybody in here knows what that is. Thank you. still streaming and uh, media if you'll raise your hands the question we do have a mic to go around and pick it up so they can hear at home we'll start over there and introduce yourself just so link can start remembering or learning right over here irishofwarchant.com coach did you first of all congratulations um, as a player or growing up in Tallahassee was this something that you ever could have conceived yes I did. I, I, I played for the greatest coach in college baseball history. And Jeff Hogan was a phenomenal high school coach. So those two motivated me to think the game and study the game. I envision one day thinking about what it would be like to be the head coach of Florida State. Does that appear to line up in today's world of college athletics? Did I really think that was a possibility? Faintly. But I had thought about it. Yes. Kurt Weiler here with the Tallahassee Democrat left of the, uh, right here. Yes. Um, you talked, I know, a little in press conferences during the postseason about the, how hard it was when the job came open and when your team was obviously still alive and still competing for a national title. I guess what have the last few weeks been like and when did you finally kind of let yourself think about this job and do that thinking in your head? Our pathway to try to get to Omaha was the most difficult any team could experience in the postseason. This happened here an hour before I had my scouting report team meeting to go play Friday night in Knoxville. I sensed at that time what might be coming. I was not going to speak to anybody during our, our team's run. Michael was gracious enough to allow the completion of our season. The questions we had to deal with, the, some of the things that were said in Knoxville to our team from above the dugout about what the fans thought might happen eventually. Um, probably the most unique super regional any coach could ever experience in any team. And for those guys to play the way they played when nobody gave us a chance is something I'll never forget. And when they, we turned a double play to end it, I literally was more relaxed at that moment for them than any time I've ever been in a dugout.
because I got to watch them run out there knowing what they, not me, they had endured in the whirlwind that was ultimately around them and their families. Hey, Coach, good morning. Bob Ferranti with the Osceola. Congratulations to you. Um, if I can be that guy and ask a couple, maybe a two-part question. You mm. might have to repeat part two, but go ahead. <laughs> what was the emotion like when you walked through Dick Hauser's stadium? I'm sure you did either over the weekend or this morning. And, and then maybe to build on that, what does Dick Hauser's stadium need as far as improvements for the future? You've been around various conferences, the ACC, played a bunch of SEC schools, I'm sure, too. What, what does this program need moving forward? Yeah, I coached in the SEC for a while. And um, when I walked in there last night, you think about how you felt as a player. And I guess after the battles you fought to try to become a competent coach, I looked at everything in terms of how can I get this right? In my mind, what I think's right. A lot of people think it's right. It's a good team. I had a good team this year. But my mind goes immediately to the quest. How do I get this to run the way I want it to run? How do I tidy things up? How do I get that cage right? How do I get that bullpen? Like, how do I get it up to date, up to speed? I didn't walk around the bones of Hauser. Our Notre Dame Stadium has 1,800 seats. Um, it needs to be kept. Michael and I have talked about it. I can tell it's on his mind walking around the athletic center in our place. We have to keep up our shop a little bit. We need to refresh things. The, I tried to stop the work on the field because I had some ideas on what I thought might help everybody. Um, and I think I can improve some things just because of the timing of it. I feel like I can make some minor adjustments in what they're doing on the field to make life easier for everybody. Um, I think there's a time when you would walk in there if you were me and you're looking at all the great, the memories of the players. Through the battles and the years of it, I'm now looking at how can I get it to run the way I think it needs to be run for the, for the reason I came back here. That's what I saw. So in, in some ways, the energy and the emotion was more of this is going to get right and it's going to get right like starting now. Now, I'm not taking anything away from all of the previous coaches, but I just have to put my stamp on things and try to move it forward. So the emotion as you have grown in this is not as much of, I remember the game when we beat Miami. No, it's now like we got to go. Like we have to move forward and get this thing to run properly f f the way I run it. On the camera wall, Coach. Uh, Ryan Kelly, WCTV, you know, you played for Florida High. You played here in the Big Bend. 
you know between this and what a half hour up the road just how t much talent there is here and in South Georgia how important is it going to be to keep that good local talent here at home and end up in Garnet and Gold we have to we have to I don't think our whole roster can be Florida South Georgia kids but a big part of it should be big part of it should be the history of the program will tell you that some of the greats are just that, from that area. Um, we also have to expand because we are Florida State. I think we have national reach and branding that will allow us to go to some other parts of the country to supplement what's available to us in state and on a regional level. That's what it's going to take. But make no mistake, you're exactly right. This has to start right here. I, I was a local kid. I'd climb over the dang fence to take ground balls on the field. Like they're, the local kids in the area, they want to be a part of this. This is what they've always had visions of. And we have to do well in the southern part of the state. We have. We've got to continue that. And then we, we do have to understand the need to, to nationally reach for people that can help us ultimately win it all. Hey, Coach. Aslan Hunjavani with Warchant.com. What was the process like for you three years ago when the job opened up? And you've certainly proved yourself worthy of this job. What did you prove to yourself maybe? Uh, in South Bend, and then what did you learn about yourself, and can you quantify how much better of a coach you are now? What was meant to be, it happened. I was meant to be the coach at Notre Dame. That was a long process here. Went on for months and months. Tricky process for myself, probably tricky for Junior. I was meant to be the coach at Notre Dame. What we were able to do up there had never been done. And that's where I belonged for that period of time. We played 13 series on the road this year. We chartered the postseason three and the one here. You go sit in Chicago O'Hare on Thursday night for four hours to try to wait to fly to Orlando or Raleigh. That's how we travel. I think I'm a better coach because I watched those guys absolutely grind it out in every facet of their experience at Notre Dame. I had to be more creative with practice. We spent seven straight weeks on an indoor football field, and half of the time we shared it with softball, men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse, and the track team ran around the track the entire time we practiced. That's from 8 to 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. You might have the 9 to 11 slot on Sunday. Then you might have to finish your scrimmage in our batting cage. And if you're not tough enough to play on the road and come out of the gates, your season is over before you ever play a home game. So if that doesn't make you a little more creative and a better coach, I don't know what will.
head coach Allison Posey here on the camera mm -hmm. well from WTXL. I, just coming back to, to your hometown, to Tallahassee, I mean, when you were at Florida High, it was, you know, right across the, right across the way. But it just was. to be able to coach here, uh, what does it mean to you to be able to come back and, and coach at home? I feel like I closed the circle. And I feel an obligation to get these guys to perform at a championship level. It's an obligation I feel strongly. That's what I felt when I walked in the stadium is the how, how can we get this? How can we do this? How can we, how can we host things here? How can we win? I, so um, this has brought me right back. But I don't feel like the circle is closed, but I don't feel like I've filled in what I'm missing on the inside of that. Very special to be able to stop by my parents' house and pop in on them. Um, it's hard to do from South Bend, Indiana. Um, Jen's folks to be able to, you know, we got to pop in their house. So it's deeper than just the baseball. But I need to fill that circle in with a couple things that I, that I lack. Uh, you talked when you talked to your team uh, at Notre Dame, and they put out that video, and you, you mentioned your family um, and how important that aspect of it is. Um, if Florida State, if Michael Offer didn't have the right answers um, to the questions you asked about the program, would it have still been an easy decision to come to Florida State, or how did how important were, were both sides of that? I don't think there were questions that he could have asked me that would have made me think that this wasn't the right time for me here. He handled this as an absolute professional. Sensing how he handled it eliminated ultimately any question I had on my side about how he works and where his heart was in my capabilities to finish my season and get here. The family piece is important, and it, it lined up. Um, the quest is ultimately the most important baseball thought I have. And I don't think I've ever said the quest until today. But I feel like that's what it is. Uh, Kurt Back here, Kurt Weiler. Uh, watching your teams at Notre Dame, I think even at UNC Greensboro, I know there's been a reputation for kind of consistently, fundamentally sound. I guess how involved are you in that in the day to day, and what do you attribute just kind of building that reputation as a coach? Well, you know, I coach the infielders and, and the hitters, and as my assistants have been with me, um, they start to take on some of the facets of the offense and are able to teach it. I'm not reinventing the game, but you have to have ways that you want to do things. And once people have been with you for a while, they start to do it. I, you know, I coach the infielders. Sometimes I don't feel like I do a very good job of it, but I, I do it. Um, 
as you coach at this level, this level, probably other levels beyond and below, you feel like more of the games are actually lost than won by mistakes on the mound and mistakes defensively. I felt like everybody viewed my offensive resume as impressive, which may, maybe it is, but really it's can you cultivate the right dynamic on the mound and back that up with the right athleticism and fundamentals and positioning and thinking defensively, if you can do those two things, you will find yourself in 90% of the games. Then offensively, you have to figure out a way with what's going on on the other side and on the mound against you, you have to figure out a way offensively to scratch and claw and maybe eventually somebody delivers a big blow. But I think I pivoted when you're hot from when you're hired to be an offensive hitting coach and coach third base and do all, you're like, how do we score? How do we, well then when you're responsible for winning, I think what you see is clean, sound, savvy, athletic, variety on the mound, man, that puts you in position to win a lot of games. Then offensively, do you have enough buttons and skills to score? That first game we played here, I didn't know if anybody's ever going to score. I think we, everybody tried anything. Um, so then if you can hang in there, like sometimes somebody delivers a blow that may not be something that was necessarily a button you pushed. But that variety and the capabilities and the clean style of play, that wins. Link, Chris Nee with Knowles247.com. You spoke on modernizing the program. I know it's something you also spoke at your prior establishment. What are some of the things that it takes to do exactly what you envision doing? How do we use the, the modern technology? How do we filter that for these guys what sort of video are we using for instruction for scouting reports what data that we have access to actually allows them to be in a position to use it to function offensively defensively there's there's from trackman probably spits out a hundred metrics for every pitched ball in that stadium now if i printed that out for you guys or myself, I wouldn't know what half of them are, but there's some in there that really tell some stories. So using the modern information with the old school tactics are very, are very important. Um, pitch shaping, what pitches actually play best with the other one for one particular pitcher, it may vary from one guy to the next. So using the proper information, and then I, I don't know what raw camera technology we have, but boy, that's gotten where it's beautiful. I mean, old, you guys watch the games. Every game now is, it looks like it's the best picture and broadcast you could produce, like everywhere. So you have to use that and, and take the modern tools that you have and make sure it's helping them position themselves to grow individually, 
And then when that team rolls out there, have they used the technology that allows them to game plan and walk out there and have a sense of what's about to happen before it actually happens? And I think that gives them confidence in walking on the field and facing some of the arms that we're going to face and having a plan before the, the battle begins.